principle. You reap what you sow. If you have got a good seed, it will bring good harvest. If you have got a bad seed, it will bring a bad harvest. And so we have learned this. We have been taught. It has been hammered, you know, and we just feel like, yes, I need to sow a good seed. I need to sow a good, and it is right because do not be deceived. For he who sows to his flesh will also of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. If we do not faint. If we do not get discouraged. And this is so powerful. But like we always say. One of the things that we need to know. This is, I will say it and say it until you say it back to me. When you are reading the Bible. Read the context. Read the context. Don't just pick a scripture and run with it. When you read the context, you will be able to balance things. And now this scripture, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that he will also reap. It is in the middle of a paragraph. You need to see what is around it. Because the context of this scripture is verse 6. Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with who teaches. The context, it has nothing to do with you because you are lying, somebody is going to lie to you. That's not the context. That's a secondary application. Are we together? The main point is you need to share good things with the one who is teaching you the word. That's the context. And I know that preachers, we like to use that. And then we say, I'm teaching you the word, so give me. Yes, that's true. But it's important because remember, it is about sowing. So a good farmer will sow in good ground. Hallelujah. So when we say you need to give to the one who teaches you, it means you have to be taught. And I know that uh, as a pastor, I would love you to be giving to the church because this is our church and, and, and it is good for that. But I give you the word as it is because your church should be teaching you the word. Then you can give gladly. You don't give because it is your church. You give because you are being taught. Are we very clear about that? Because there are many people who are being taught elsewhere and they are giving in another place. Do you know what? If you go and buy your food at McDonald's, you don't give your tip at KFC. How are we together? Yeah. You are enjoying the Big Mac yeah. and you are tipping the guys at KFC. There's something wrong with that. Yeah. You tip where you are feeding from yeah. because you are enjoying and you are having a good time there. Yeah. So how do you know where to give? Number one, you give where you are taught. Yeah. Number two, in other words, you give where you are fed spiritually yeah. and you give where you are led Hallelujah. And you give where you are not begged. (laughs) You give where you are not begged, you see. Because a farmer, when a farmer throws seed into the ground, he's not begging the ground to bring stuff. No, he's got an expectation. He's got an expectation. And in fact, if you read in in Corinthians, it tells us that God loves a cheerful giver. You need to be giving cheerfully and not out of necessity, being forced to be giving. So it's very, very important. But God is saying, do not be deceived. In other words, if you give where you are taught, you will reap stuff. But if you don't give, you also reap the other stuff. And don't be surprised when you're reaping the other stuff and you're wondering what is going on. And some of us, we are faithful givers. But the question is, are you giving where you are taught? Are you sowing your seed in fertile ground? Mm -hmm. 
you need to sow your seed in fertile ground. If you keep sowing your seed on concrete, the birds will come and eat your seed. And you are wondering why the harvest is not coming. Because your seed is on concrete. It's exposed. It's good for nothing. So this is the context. Hallelujah. The second context also is verse 9. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Many of our good seeds are not bringing a harvest because we are impatient. We get tired of waiting. We get so weary and we just say, Lord, but when is it happening? Oh, but Lord, when is it happening? And, and then you start giving up. And you know what? Because words are seeds. The minute you start complaining, guess what? You are now sowing bad seed. And that bad seed is going to overtake the good seed that you have sown before. And you're now seeing a bad harvest and you're wondering what is coming. Because you have changed seed in the process. <laughs> if you don't like the harvest that you are seeing right now, there are two things. We're going to talk about it. You believe God for crop failure so that that seed will not bring a harvest. But more importantly, begin to sow a good seed. And in, a, in no time, the harvest of the good seed will overtake the harvest of the bad seed. And when you look back, you'll be seeing good seed all, all the way. Patience. We need to be waiting and we need to be trusting God. And sadly, many people are deceived because we keep on doing the wrong things and we wonder why wrong results are coming. Isn't it? They don't talk to me. But who are you talking to? Are you talking to anybody? They don't care for me. Who are you caring for somebody? They don't think about me. Are you thinking about other people? Or are you just thinking about yourself? Do not be deceived. We are now applying it now in general. Yes. Isn't it? Yes. But we need to understand the context. Yes. Many believers, they are deceived. You are in church and you get into trouble and expect the church to help you. Have you been available to help others? We are so deceived. It's like we are so selfish. We just want things to work our way and we, we don't care about what's happening else. God is saying, I am not mocked. You reap what you sow because for the law, for as long as the earth remains, yeah. hallelujah, yeah. seed time and harvest. And now you are hit with this principle now. You reap what you sow. Now, what happens now? Because it's a faith principle. Did you know that reaping what you sow, sowing and reaping, it's not just like you just give somebody and you say, ah, well, I'm sowing the seed, I'm sowing the seed. No, sowing is a faith principle. Yeah. A farmer, when they are sowing a seed into the ground, in their mind, it's not the seed. What's in their mind, it is the harvest. But many of us, when we are sowing the seed, what is in our mind is the seed. I have lost my money. <laughs> There's no faith there. But when a farmer is sowing a seed, he's saying, I'm putting this one grain, but I thank God for the hundred bags that are coming out of that. Yeah. And you begin to plan for the hundred bags because you know that the yeah. seed is in the ground, it is going to bring forth a harvest in the name of Jesus. If you keep thinking about the seed you have sown in the ground, you are not a good farmer. There is no faith involved there. Are we together? It is a faith principle. But remember, there is God's part and there is our part. Hallelujah. God's part is grace. Our part is faith. And so this is a faith principle because you need to speak the word. The word of God is the incorruptible seed. So if you sow it into the ground, because it cannot be corrupted, it doesn't matter how long it stays in there, it still has got the power. Hallelujah. But you need to water it now. How do you water the word, the seed? The way you speak, mm -hmm. the way you talk, mm -hmm. the way you think. Mm -hmm. Because words are like water 
They, they water the seed. They water the seed. Because if the seed is in the ground, it is in your heart. It's waiting for the water. The water, it is how you talk. Hallelujah. Amen. And how, what you listen to. The people around you, how they talk. They are either watering the seed or they are bringing up weeds in your life. That will choke the seed. That will choke the word. And it's also important to know that, like I said, that you know, if you are struggling with the, the bad seeds that you have sown, because some of you may feel like, oh, I've been saying negative about myself. You can believe God for crop failure. Some seeds that you have sown over your life, the words you have spoken over your life, the words you have spoken over your marriage, over your church, over your family, whatever it is, you can cancel it. Somebody may say, where is that? Do you know the story when Jesus rose from the dead and then he was, uh, uh, the guys were fishing and he started uh, preparing breakfast for his disciples and then they came and then, and then he was saying, Peter, no, he didn't say Peter, he said, Simon, do you love me? And he says, oh yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Then he said, feed my sheep. He said it the second time and he said, feed my sheep. And then when he said it the third time, Simon was so concerned, he said, but Lord, you know that I love you. And he said, feed my sheep. Why did Jesus pick out Simon? Why didn't he say John? Why didn't he say James? Why didn't he say Thomas or whoever? Jesus was helping Simon Peter crop failure. Because Simon Peter had denied Jesus three times. So he had to ask Simon three times to reverse the words that he had spoken against himself. You can speak crop failure. Don't be caught up and say, oh, I wish I had not said it. I'm not so sorry. I, yes, you are sorry, but what you need to do is to cancel it in Jesus' name. And when you cancel it, it will not rise up. It will not rise up. There is hope in Jesus. Hallelujah. We need to believe that. But now, life happens. Did you know that? Life happens. Yeah. How do you handle disappointment? You see, because now, remember, we have been taught you reap what you sow. Yeah. And it's true. And you need to sow good stuff, otherwise you reap disaster. But now life happens. There's tragedy in the family. There's sickness. There's retrenchment. There's loss, betrayal, abuse. Storms of life, they come. And some of these, you don't even know where they're coming from. And they happen. What do you do now? What do you do? We have got a case of uh, Sarah, Abraham's wife. Genesis 11.30. But Sarah was barren. She had no child. And yet her husband did such a beautiful promise. I'll make you a father of many. And Sarah hears that and she knows that these children have got to come through me, but I'm childless. What am I going to do now? And you know what many people do? And some of us are doing it even, even right now. Because when tragedy hits now, you start worrying. And many will be trying to find the bad seed that you have sown that has brought this tragedy. I call it witch hunt. And do you know why Christians now become witch hunters? Because we have been taught you reap what you sow. So you're now beginning to, I've lost a job, so what did I do wrong? Was it, was it that assignment? Was it, was it that day I was late? Was it that I took my leave at the wrong time? And this and all that. Or oh, now we, you know, we have divorced. What, what, what was wrong? And, and you are now looking for the reason. You are looking for the reason. And do you know what is behind you? Because you reap what you sow. Yeah. And you spend the rest of your life looking for the bad seed that has been sown. And in fact, the bad seed that you have sown. Because you reap what you sow. And do not be deceived. And you say, God, show me the seed. Show me this bad seed. And if you show me this bad seed, I'm just going to deal with it. And you spend hours, even years, praying and praying and praying and praying and praying. And yet there's another kingdom principle. Another kingdom principle that is not known, unknown to man. Many people don't know it. Because remember, you need to live in the balance 
of grace and faith. We have been taught faith so much that we think with faith we can do everything. But I tell you, you can't do everything with faith. Because there are certain things that faith cannot do. Faith cannot do what grace has not provided. If God has not said it, it doesn't matter how much you believe God for it. It's not going to happen. Amen. Faith can only take what God has provided by grace. And so there is another principle which I'm going to share with you right now, which, which, will, which will just bless you. Because this unknown principle is that you also reap what you did not sow. Yes. That's true. So you reap what you sow. Yes. Hallelujah. But you also reap what you did not sow. Yeah. But if you don't balance these things, your life can be in a mess. Because you'll be either blaming yourself, hey, if only I had not left that church, if only I had not left that job, if only I had not done this, if only I had not done that, why? Because you believe that you reap what you sow, and that's true. You need to keep sowing good stuff and avoid sowing bad stuff, but you also reap what you did not sow, good and bad. And there are so many practical examples. We're talking of inheritance, for example. Do you know that inheritance is children reaping what they did not sow? You toil, you toil, you toil, you toil. And then when you're gone, they take off. Hallelujah. You didn't even like them, but because they are your children, what can you do? And they waste it. Maybe you'll be seeing it from afar and just say, ha, ah, these guys. But it's so too far. You see, in marriage, you reap what you did not sow. Yeah. Do you know that when people divorce, it's one of them who's got a problem. But the one who doesn't have a problem is also going to divorce. But it's not them. And when they look at you, they just say, well, I was in a divorcee. But I was not, I was not, it was not my fault. Yeah. But what you are now reaping, yeah. what you did not sow. <laughs> But if you don't know this thing now, you'll be forever blaming yourself. Yeah. Debt. <laughs> if your husband is borrowing money, women, you will reap what you did not sow. <laughs> That's why you need to know what he is doing. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And you need to know what she is doing with the yeah. money. Because you are in it together yeah. for good or for bad. In Jesus name yeah. it could be family or background yeah. do you know that you go to certain places you are rejected yeah. not because of who you are but because of where you come from yeah they just look at you they, they say what's your surname <laughs> they want to know your surname first because your surname will, will, will steal the show yeah I remember there's a story you know like these days you know you've got people that have got Surnames that are like first names, and especially it's, 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 it's becoming more and more common, especially in, in, in the African uh, community. So there was this lady whose surname was Joseph. Yeah. And now if you say Joseph, yeah. you don't think African, yeah. generally. So she was called for an interview. So when she walks in, and then people said, you're Joseph. And people say, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like, we didn't expect a Joseph to be like you. Yeah. Why? You are reaping where you did not sow. Yeah. But if you are not careful now, you can take it personal and you think they are rejecting you as an individual. Yeah. But when you know that you can reap what you did not sow, you will be free. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It could be in business. Yeah. Amen. You need to know what your business partner is up to. Mm. Did you know that when you get retrenched in a work situation, if you don't know this principle, you'll be blaming yourself. Yes. But if the senior management has made a mistake, you are reaping where you did not sow. Because it is not your problem, it is not your mistake, but it is somebody else. And the same applies even in church. And I can tell you some of you are reaping where you did not sow right now. Because of your churches, your background, where we came from. We all came from somewhere. So it's very important to understand. And what's the secret behind this? The secret is relationship. What makes you reap where you did not sow is relationship. If you are in a wrong relationship, you will reap what you did not sow. 
if you are in the right relationship, you reap what is good stuff. This is for those who are not married. If you are married, it's too late. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you are married, we'll pray for you for grace. Abundance of grace in Jesus' name. Yeah. But if you are not married, that's for you. Because relationships will trigger good or a bad harvest in your life. Yeah. Marriage, you can't do anything about it. If you are family, you're coming from a background, you can't help anything about it. But there's grace now. Because when you reap what you did not sow, it's not only what is coming from your family. Because this is a spiritual principle. It's a spiritual principle. Because Romans chapter 5 verse 18 says, Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation. Who is this one man? Adam. Adam. Even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification. Who is this one man? Jesus. In Adam you reap what you did not sow. In Jesus you reap what you did not sow. Spiritual. The choice is yours. Because there is a harvest that comes from relationship with Adam. And there's a harvest that comes from a relationship with Jesus. And remember, you are harvesting where you did not sow. Yeah. So if you are stuck with this thing, well, I did not sow it, so I need to work for it, I need to get it, then you will miss this blessed blessing. Amen. But when you know that you can reap where you did not sow, and thank God for it, you now need to make sure that you focus, you have right connections. That's why your relationship with Jesus is so important. Because if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you cannot reap what he sowed. That's why when you look at life, you find realize that salvation, accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior is not an option. Until you are tired of reaping what Adam has sown. Because Adam sowed a seed of disobedience, sin, and what's the harvest coming from it? Death, judgment, poverty, pain, guilt, condemnation. All that it is a harvest of one seed that one man sowed. And until you are tired of that stuff, you will never look for a savior. But when you realize that, ah, I'm reaping what I did not sow, and it is bad stuff. I can also reap what I did not sow, and it is good stuff. Where can I get good stuff? And you can get good stuff from Jesus. Because Jesus sowed a seed of righteousness. And the harvest is life. The harvest is righteousness. The harvest is riches. The harvest is restoration. It is justification and acceptance by God. For free. Remember, you, you didn't labor for this stuff. It's for free. Yeah. And it is for you. Yeah. What free stuff are you getting? Grace, it is reaping where you did not sow. It's about covenant. In fact, relationship is about covenant. Marriage is a covenant. Family is a covenant. When you get into a work situation, you sign a contract, isn't it? Yeah. It's covenant. Yeah. It's covenant. It's covenant. And so God has made a covenant with us through Jesus Christ. This covenant is that we reap whatever Jesus sowed. That's why as a child of God, you should be walking tall. You should be excited to be a Christian. You should be, so, you should be looking forward for something to just happen. Why? Because I reap where I did not sow. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I need to sow good stuff. Because if I don't sow good stuff, guess what? This harvest will come and it may even influence my good harvest. But I need to have an expectation to reap where I did not sow. Where Jesus Christ sowed. I'm sure you'll agree with me that there are lot instances in your life where something good just happens in your life and you can't even tell. Say, ah, but why is this guy so good to me? Yeah. And it's just so good, it's just, you, you just wonder what's happening. Guess what? You are reaping where you did not sow in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 
Now, this principle, it may sound like it's new, but actually it's not new. This saying is not new. If you only read the Bible with your eyes open, you find that it is not a new thing. People have been focusing on you. Reap what you sow. Why? Because it's a religious way of trying to make you feel guilty, trying to make you feel bad, to make you feel hopeless. But this other principle, it is also in the Bible, and it's not new. Jesus tells us this. When he was talking about the harvest, you know, after meeting the, Samar- the Samaritan woman at the well, and the disciples had gone to, to, to get food, and when they came back now, Jesus, he, they were saying, oh, master, can you have some food to eat? And Jesus said by saying, my food is to do the will of him who sent me, and to finish his work. Do not say there are still four months, and then comes harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look to the fields, for they are ready white for harvest. I just want to stop there. Many of us, we know this passage, but we normally read it when we want to go and uh, do evangelism. Hallelujah. Say, the harvest is as white, is, 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 is ready. Let's, let's go, guys. And God is looking for, 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 for those, who, for, for, for the harvest, the laborers, especially in, in, in Matthew. says, the, the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. It's true, but listen to what this is. In verse 36 now, Jesus says, and who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life. That's salvation. That both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. Fine. Then he goes on to say, for in this the saying is true. One sows and another reaps. Do you get it? The one who is sowing is not the one who is reaping. Then verse 37, I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored and you have entered into their labor. But I tell you, believers, some you try to just, oh, can I have this? You know. They, 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 they struggle to receive a blessing. I come to your house, I bring you something. Oh, bless you, bless you. Then when I'm going, say, ah, no, you can't go empty-handed. I have to give you something. Do you know what they're saying? I can't just receive this thing for free. I, I, need, to pay, I need to pay you something. I, need, I, 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 I can't. No. You need to learn to reap where you did not sow. But you need to balance, you see. You reap what you sow, but you also reap what you did not sow. Yeah. Very you need to keep the balance, you see. Because what you did not sow, it is grace. Yes. And what you are sowing, it is faith. Yes. And you need to keep a balance of grace and faith yes. in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And Jesus is saying here, this saying is true. It is not the first time you have heard it. It has been in existence. Someone will say, where was this? saying, say it before. Where was this mentioned before? And this will bless you. Because every time when Jesus was saying it is written, he was referring to the Old Testament, remember? He was not referring to the New Testament because the New Testament was not there. So he was referring to the Old Testament. And what, where was it in the Old Testament? And what was it saying? I'll give you a couple of them. The first one here, Psalms 105, verse 42 to 44. For God remembered his holy promise and Abraham is servant. He brought out his children from, from Egypt with joy. His chosen ones with singing. And I'm sure there's a song that we say we sing on that one. Eh? Verse 44. He gave them the lands of the Gentiles and they inherited the labor of the nations. They were given lands that they did not buy. Yeah. Proverbs 13 verse 22. A good man lives an inheritance for his children's children. They are living where they did not sow. But the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. Who is the righteous? You and me. We are here. We are praising God. We are worshiping God. But there is some wealth that the sinners are busy working on. And that is going to be ours. Hallelujah. But how many of you believe that? 
Some of you, if you don't get a shift on a Sunday, you actually get into a depression. Because you think you are better off working on a Sunday. Not realizing that, no, let them work. Hallelujah. You will get the harvest whilst you are worshipping God. Whilst you are praising God. Whilst you are glorifying God. Why? Because the wealth of sinners is stored up for the righteous. Amen. I hope this is encouraging you. To have an expectation. Expect to be promoted whilst others are being retrenched. Hallelujah. Some of you say, oh, well, I don't deserve to be promoted. I, yes, you don't. <laughs> you don't deserve. That's why you are being promoted. It's grace. Yeah. Hallelujah. Here's another one. So, remember, don't sow to the flesh. I need to keep emphasizing because you get carried away. Don't sow to the flesh because you reap corruption. And the devil will keep on trying to make you sow into corruption, to make you believe in him, to make you take shortcuts, to make you take bribes, to make you give your soul and give your body and give away everything in order to get these riches. But you need to know that, no, don't worry, it's waiting for me. Yes, it is coming my way because in Christ Jesus I also reap where I did not sow. Yeah. Joshua 24 verse 13 I have given you a land for which you did not labor hallelujah and cities which you did not build and you dwell in them you eat of the vineyards and the olive groves which you did not plant I don't know how many Christians have got this expectation but as a church we have this expectation I can tell you a testimony. Uh, when, I, when I was in the UK before I came, I think about eight months or so before I came here, uh, there was a lady that came to church. She's a pastor. She just said, I, said, I think she closed the church and said, well, I've come to join you. And you know, me, me I still had that. I didn't have this revelation. Okay. I reported so, so I said, no. These pastors, they are coming. They want to steal my sheep. And I have to be very careful about this. She came, she was relaxed, and I didn't know. Then I got this revelation. Then I realized that I reap where I did not sow. You see, because we don't have to raise everybody from ground zero in church. God will bring people that are ready. God will bring people that are already processed. Why? Because we are reaping where we did not sow. So don't be intimidated. Yes. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because if I'm in the praise and worship team and God brings somebody who, who does this ministry much more than I, and when they start revealing who they are, I should not feel intimidated. Why? Because we are reaping where we did not sow. Hallelujah. Amen. So don't feel intimidated at all. Yeah. Hallelujah. You say, ah, well... They don't have the genes. They don't have the genes of the house. No. You are reaping where you did not sow. God will bring people that are ready to your company. They'll bring people into your life that are processed. There are some that you have to process, yes, because you need to sow in order to harvest. But there are some that will come, they are ready. And when they are ready, don't reject them. No. You need to receive them with gladness in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Cities. Hallelujah. I, I, I'll leave this one for the, for, for, for the last. Remember, don't sow to the flesh. Balance. Very important. Don't sow to the flesh because you reap corruption. But grace, it is God's promises that are now yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So from that day for me, I've now realized that there are things that I have to work for. That's faith. But there are things that I don't have to work for. That's grace. So I expect both. Hallelujah. I work and I receive. But I also expect from what Jesus sowed. Because Jesus' seed was a quality seed, man. Hey. A sinless body. Hallelujah. Incorruptible seed. It will keep on bringing harvest after harvest after harvest after harvest. But how do I receive what Jesus is, 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 is sown into? Faith. Yeah. 
The same faith that I used to work, the same faith that I used to sow my seed, is the same faith that I use to receive from God. That's the same faith that I receive from God. But I really love this one. Deuteronomy 6, verses 10 to 12. So it shall be when the Lord your God brings you into the land for which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and Jacob, again his covenant, to give you large and beautiful cities which you did not build, houses full of good things which you did not fill, dug out wells which you did not dig, and vineyards and olives which you did not plant. When you have eaten and are full, then beware, lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. I don't know. Did you know that there are cities that are waiting for you? That you did not build? Me know you're just planning. Where can I get the bricks to build? <laughs> there are houses. Hallelujah. That God has prepared for you that you did not build. Some of you, if I say, when I can get the house, you just say, ah, well, I can't afford it. <laughs> I'm not talking about what you can afford or what you cannot afford. I'm talking of what you are expecting from God. Yeah. I was discussing with some guys yesterday about there's a book which I recommend. It's called Rich Dead, Poor Dead. It's powerful. That book is powerful. It will just transform your, your, your financial life. Because the poor dad says, every time a child says, can I have this? Can I have that? The dad will just say, oh, we can't afford it. But the rich dad doesn't say we can't afford it. He says, when can we afford it? Yeah. Yeah. Because the minute you say you can't afford it, you're closing the door. Yes. This is a no-go area. Yeah. And you know what poor, what, what poor people, because poverty is a mentality, what poor people say, listen to them when they are talking about the rich people. You just say, them rich people, they are proud. In other words, you are saying they are there and we are here. You are, you are not seeing yourself as one of them, but they are in that group and we are in this group. But we destroy that mentality in Jesus' name. That poverty mentality in Jesus' name. He was made poor. Though, though he was rich, he became poor. So that through his poverty, we might become rich. Amen. And he is saying, how do you get rich? You didn't build it. I really like this one. House is full of good things, which you did not. How many of you are believing God for a house? But many of you are believing God for money so that you can buy a house. And do you know why you'll never buy a house if you do like that? Because when money, God gives you the money, he suddenly realizes you want to buy a car. You want to go on holiday. And the money that was supposed to go to the house is now going to other things. And you begin to say, but God, you have not answered my, question, my prayer. He answered your prayers, but when that money came, you decided to use it for other things. So what I've decided to do is when I want a house, I just say, Lord, I want a house. Yeah. And I thank you, God, for a house. Yeah. Okay. Now, this... Houses are not just empty houses. They are full of good things. Which means in this house, there is a main bedroom. In the main bedroom, there is a wardrobe. And in the wardrobe, there are clothes for me and for my wife. And in my wardrobe, the clothes that are there, they fit, my, they fit me because God knows my size. Yeah. <laughs> Some of you can agree with me. You get a present. They give you shoes. They don't even know you. They say, oh, I bless you, my sister. And you put them on. They fit you. Say, how did you know? God knows your size. Yeah. You need to have an expectation because you reap what you sow, but you also reap what you did not sow. How this is coming, I believe in Jesus. He says it, I believe it, and that settles it. And even Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 to 12, I has not seen, 
ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for them that love him. And he goes on to say, these have been revealed to us. These things are freely given and they've been revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. They are already revealed. So what you need now is to have a, a meeting with the Holy Spirit. Just say, Holy Spirit, I know there are cities that have been built for me. Where are they? Now, as you talk with the Holy Spirit now, as you fellowship with the Holy Spirit, that's now you need to speak in tongues. Hallelujah. You now talk with the Holy Spirit. You are now communing with the Holy Spirit. And then in time, the Holy Spirit will begin to show you. He'll begin to show you. Do you know that I will, you will get to know what I know if you spend more time with me? If you become so close to me and we become friends, I get excited, I begin to tell you about my family, I begin to tell you about my property, I begin to tell you about my all these things, but I will not tell them to anybody. Yeah. That's the same with the Holy Spirit. The more you have intimacy with the Holy Spirit, you spend time with the Holy Spirit, you fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you will begin to reveal some of these things, you know. You say, ah, by the way, did you know that this is yours? Did you know that this is yours? Did you know that, yeah, yes, this is yours. Oh, this is yours. In Jesus' name. Amen. We are not a church that's are going to believe where two or three are gathered. If God has given us cities, cities, they are not empty cities. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. When we say beautiful cities, it means that they are cities that have got people that are good people and people that love God. And this is what we need to believe God for. Yeah. This is what we need to believe God for. Because we reap where we did not sow. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, there are people will often judge you ignorantly. Because remember, not everybody knows that you reported it not so. They just think it's a problem with you. This man, he was born blind. John chapter 9. And his disciples came to Jesus and said, Rabbi, who sinned? This man or the parents that were born, that he was born blind? These guys, they were stuck with this principle, you reap what you sow. So they were looking, who brought the bad seed? Was it the sin? Because they always believe that if something wrong happens, there's sin involved. Amen. They think there's somebody who sinned. So they wanted to know, who sinned that this man, this man was born blind? Was it the parents? Or it was him? And you see now how ridiculous it is. If he was born blind, it means the sin must have happened before he was born. Mm. So if he was responsible for that sin, it means he must have sinned whilst he was in his mother's womb. Mm. And that's crazy. That's crazy. But guess what Jesus said? Jesus said, none of them. But I've come to fix it. Jesus is here to fix it in Jesus' name. He has come to fix it in Jesus' name. And he will fix it in your life if you are withholding nothing. Hallelujah. If you are withholding nothing, he will fix it. Do you know that God will only fix what you have exposed to him? If you are still hiding him, you are still keeping it to yourself, he cannot do anything about it. In Jesus' name. As we close. Also Satan can sow seed. In Matthew chapter 13, verses 24 to 5, there was this man, he sowed seed. And whilst he was sleeping, the enemy came and sowed tears. And when the, when, when, when the, when the servants came, they were saying, they are weeds and they are wheat at the same time. How come? But we saw you sowing good seed. And this helps, especially parents. You've done everything that you can do to raise your children. And one of them, it's like a devil come alive. And you're saying, but we've done all that we can do. We have done all the good we can do. We told them to pray. We told them to give. We told them to go to church. We've done everything. Why? You also reap what you did not sow. Because the enemy came in the middle of the night. The enemy came in the middle of the night. This should encourage some of you. You are feeling so bad. You are feeling so guilty because you think it is just one decision that has created all this havoc. You need to remember that the enemy will also come in the middle of the night. You also come in the middle of the night. But what you can believe God for is crop failure in Jesus' name.
Now here is the balance of grace and faith as far as sowing is concerned. Second Kings chapter 19 verse 29. This shall be a sign to you. You shall eat this year such as grow of itself what you did not sow. And in the second year what springs from the same what you did not sow. And also in the third year you need to sow and reap plant vineyards and eat the fruit thereof. In the first year you eat what you did not sow. In the second year you eat what you did not sow. But in the third year you need to sow because you also need to eat from what you sow. We know it in everyday life. There are certain people maybe from your village. Their parents were very rich. They died. They left all the inheritance to the children. Within six months, everything is blown up, yeah. and those children are back on the street. Yeah. Why? In the first year, they were eating where they did not sow. Yeah. In the second year, they were eating where they did not sow. Yeah. But they yeah. forgot that the seed for the next harvest yeah. is in the present harvest. Did you get that? Yeah. <laughs> Your seed for the next harvest yeah. is in the present harvest. If you eat all your harvest and forget that there is a seed that is part of that harvest now, when seed time comes, you don't sow because there's nothing. And when harvest comes, there's nothing. And you go back into the street. And you begin to wonder what is going on. You need to balance in Jesus' name. So what are we saying? There are things that you receive without laboring. That's grace. And there are things that you receive by faith. And that is your seed in Jesus' name. And you reap what you did not sow, but you also reap what you sow. What is the prophetic word? Your Isaac is here. Your Isaac is here. Sarah was barren. No child. It was not easy. Because I would imagine that um, because if you imagine like it's a compound and, 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 and this is a, a chief, every time when in this compound a child is born, they have to tell the chief. And so Sarah maybe from one compound to another compound to another compound, she would year after year go with the birthday presents, would throw a welcome party, would throw a baby shower and meanwhile she goes home and she has nothing she probably got to a point where she probably got tired because you see if you get weary in doing good you are killing your seed you are killing your seed and she got to a point where she said no I think Abraham you need to take my maid and then Ishmael showed up but God was determined because he's a God of promise. He's a God who does not let go his word. He came to Isaac, he came to, to Abraham and said, by this time next year, you'll have a baby. Yes. But Sarah, she laughed because she had almost given up. But because God is a God of covenant, he blessed Sarah anyhow. And Isaac showed up. Yes. I don't know where you are today. You may have been sowing seeds and have been sowing seed and have been sowing seed and you felt like this is good for nothing. But God is saying to you, because of my covenant I have with Jesus Christ, Isaac is here. Will you receive Isaac? Will you receive Isaac? Will you receive Isaac? In Jesus' name. We just want to play this song with hold nothing and you put it on repeat as we pray. We just want to pray for some people this morning. Yes. You know you've sown a bad harvest. Words you've been speaking, negative words and so forth. But we want to agree with you for crop failure. You may even have, have come to a point that there is no God. I don't care about this God because he has let me down. Why did he take away my mother? Why did he do this? Why did this? Why did he allow this to happen? All that is a bad seed. 
but we can believe for crop failure in Jesus' name. We are also going to pray for those who have been waiting for their Isaac. And you were giving up. I don't know, maybe it's a business. I don't know. Whatever it is, maybe it's an exam. Maybe, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what it is, but there's an Isaac that you've been waiting for. And you really feel like, I have lost. It's not going to happen to me again. You can also reap where you did not sow. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. But the key thing is, we surrender all. We surrender all and we put our trust in Him. And I also want you to agree with me that God is bringing men and women into this church that are ready. They are ready to serve. It's not because of us, it's because of Jesus. We reap where we did not sow. But we keep sowing. We keep raising disciples. We keep teaching. We keep doing all that we need to do. But we should also have an expectation that I reap where I did not sow. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. But obviously, it goes without saying. The greatest harvest that you can have is not only to receive what Jesus is harvesting, but to receive Jesus himself yeah. as your Lord and Savior. Yeah. That's the greatest harvest. Yeah. Because when you have Jesus, it's no longer now looking for the, for the gifts now. You now have the giver in you. Yeah. Hallelujah. So you'll never run out of the gift. Yeah. It's about relationship. It's about relationship. So I just want to ask us to, to, to rise up and we just begin to worship God. You just begin to worship God. And you're just saying, yes, Lord, I'm withholding nothing. I'm withholding nothing. I'm letting go. I've been working hard. But I now realize that I can also reap where I did not sow. In the name of Jesus. You've been toiling. It has been painful. It has been difficult. But God is saying, now is the time to rejoice. Sing, O barren woman. Sing, O barren woman. Because more are the children of he who does not have a husband than he who has got a husband in Jesus' name. Stretch out. Hallelujah. You shall expand to the left and to the right. Stretch out the tents of your, the, 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 the borders of your tent. In the name of Jesus. Let's just worship God. As we worship God, I just want to ask, is there anybody who wants to take Jesus as the harvest? Say, me, I am harvesting Jesus. Anybody, you can lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Just wave at me if you're there. Just say, me, I want this Jesus. Hallelujah. And when you are ready as we worship God, when we are ready, you just come to the front and we're going to pray with you. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord.